Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Episode 83, Goal Setting for Financial Success. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Ooh, 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 gonna set them goals for you. Welcome to another episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. This is Jill. And today we're talking about goals. Set them goals. Mm, Get setting em. them. Reaching them. Making, making new them. ones. Making yep. new ones. Yep. Set them up. Knock them down. <laughs> build them back up again. Bowling. <laughs> and we have uh, Brian Harrison from Savvy Financial with us to talk a little bit more about goal setting. But first, let's talk about our sponsors. Let's do it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Vision Boards. Ever want to do something, then forget you want to do it? (laughs) That can throw your decisions all off kilter. Don't let that happen to you. Put your dreams on a vision board. From the magazines that brought you decoupage and collages comes Vision Boards. Cut out pictures of your dreams and glue them to paper so you don't forget what you're doing all of this for. Vision boards. That picture of a beach will only make you feel depressed for a little while. (laughs) Yes. There's Mm. something about this process that makes me think of Oprah. I don't know if she was the first one to talk about doing this. I just remember some dude who like made a million dollars talking about how he did this one time. I'm like, I don't know about them vision boards I think Mm. it's just what I look at in the cold darkness of winter wishing I was on a beach. It's the wrong kind of vision board when you're like looking at that beach and it's you're so depressed and you can't go anywhere because you're not spending any money. And you're like, well, that's that's a vision. It's not the kind of vision I need right now. But it's a vision. It's a vision. And it's, it's, a on, a, to look it's at. on a board. And then it starts to fray because magazines weren't meant to last for an eternity. And it's taking you an eternity to get to the beach. So sad. <laughs> uh, wow. Now that we've thoroughly depressed you, yes. let's talk about goal setting. Some real goal setting that isn't yes. based on fraying magazine pictures. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we could just sit here and talk about like, why it's important to set goals and like define smart goals, but we are not that basic. Mm. So we are going to get into the nitty gritty of goal setting, why you should do it, smart goals, and all the things I said were basic, but like we're going to get into them deeper. Yeah. So buckle up if you're in your car and get ready for a ride. Uh, you should just be buckled already. For sure. If you're in sure. your car. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to go through an article and then on the second article, you'll hear a third voice, which is Brian from Savvy. So we actually have a representative and because of his work there, he also has a really unique perspective on goal setting. So um, I'm excited to bring in his voice, but you'll just hear John and I on this first article. Brian went to MIT and we didn't, <laughs> so you'll have to bear with us uh, for the first half, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, Jen was on MIT's campus, so she brings that. I did walk through there once. Yeah, yes, you'll hear her talk about that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
As far as goal setting goes, this first article comes from Personal Excellence, and they talk about seven reasons why you should set a goal. So if you're still one of those people who's like, "Mm, any road will get me there, I'm fine. I'm just going to kind of do my life and hope that by the time I'm 65, my life is dope and I do dope things. But probably not going to be the case if you're not no. actually setting goals. Here, here's, what, here's what we're going to tell you. So number one, it helps you to take control of your life. And absolutely, I would agree. We can often sleepwalk through this thing. Just do the routine. Do the things in your life that are most pressing and right in front of you and lose sight of what do I want to do long term? What do I want to see life look like in 5, 10, 15 years from now? And so setting a goal can help you to gain some of that control and actually be taking steps towards achieving those things. And your, as we talk about so often, your whys of what you want to see in life. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some kind of like quote unquote financial goal, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you don't need any preaching about the importance of goal setting, but I think it's important to know that even if you have these vague financial goals, like I want to be more frugal, I want to pay off debt, I want to do this or that, there are specific ways to write goals and specific reasons and mindsets behind writing goals that will help you write better goals, Mm -hmm. that will help you achieve bigger outcomes. Yeah. So I wanted to just like preface all of this with that and saying that like, yes, you, you are already poised to take control of your life. But if you give us the next half hour of your time, I hope that we can help you optimize the place where you're already at with goal setting. Mm. So the second one is, is that goals help you get maximum results. Like I just said, Top performers and world-class athletes, those are the people that set goals. They write them down and they set big goals. Goals that, I don't know if you've ever heard, Jill, the um, big, hairy, audacious goals. Like, I don't know who said that, but somebody, I always hear that, like, make your big, hairy, audacious goals. Like, Oh man, you're um, in the right crowds. Yeah, be like BHA goals. Yeah, Um, I don't know where that's from, but. I I hear it all the time. And so like making these goals seem just out of reach so that even if you fall a little bit short, you're still way further than if you had just tried something that was in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Number three on this list, it creates a laser focus. And I would even, I'd probably say to this, it at least creates focus. Um, And we talk about a little bit later of kind of the pros and cons of being so laser focused on a goal and how that can just typically be for a season if we want best results. But certainly it does create focus. While you might be heading in a general direction, a specific goal can help you know exactly what you want to spend your time and energy on and how to accomplish that thing. If you've written the goal well and it's not super vague, it can really help you actually take strides and potentially big strides towards that thing if you've given your time to set that very specific type of goal. Mm-hmm. Number four is it creates accountability. And this is often the scary one. This is the reason why people don't speak their goal into existence. They don't share it with people and they inevitably let it just waver off and get forgotten about is because they don't want accountability Mm -hmm. because if you fail, then you have said accountability. (laughs) And yeah, so this is the accountability is to yourself, not to anyone else. But I wholeheartedly believe in accountability partners Mm -hmm. and sharing it on your Facebook and like making it known to other people, like Mm -hmm. having that accountability like out in the universe that nobody's going to like chastise you if you don't meet your goal. Sure, But it just creates an environment in your mind that, okay, now I, this really exists. Now I really have to do this. Mm. Which is connected to number five, which it motivates you that 
having a goal and if it's paired with some accountability can be quite a motivating factor to actually do it. Once it's spoken out loud or written down or somewhere outside of your mind and set into motion, it can be a very motivating factor. I know this past year on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, Eric and I got together with some friends and we all sat around the table and talked about goals for the upcoming year, which was a new experience for me. I'm not typically one who would write down goals in the new year. I'm, I, I don't know. I think I've thought it's cheesy, but now I'm like, oh, but it actually is quite motivating. And I realized once I speak this thing out, if I'm still friends with these people next year, they're going to expect it from me. I'm going to expect it from myself. And it's a motivating thing which then you have to be in some way realistic, but yeah, also set the bar a little bit higher uh, for that ability to then achieve it, that it's something you have to work towards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, it has been so helpful to actually have something on the forefront of my mind to motivate me to take certain steps. And having those goals set helps me to say, you know what, I'm not just going to sit on social media tonight. I'm going to do this other thing instead because that's actually going to get me toward this spoken and identified goal. Yes, definitely. And that leads into the next one is be the best you can be. So goals help you achieve your highest potential. Uh, Without goals, you default to a routine of activities that keeps you feeling safe and comfy each day. And that's so true. I just think of, obviously, the biggest goal that that we've ever achieved is our debt payoff. Mm -hmm. But there have, since then, that has primed me to make other goals. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. that's how I started writing and that led me to like a new career path and, and all these things, all because of little goals that I've set and other people take notice and mm-hmm. invite me into new things or I'm pursuing new things because of these goals. And they have shown me like a potential in myself that I had absolutely no idea was possible. I just released my third book. What? what? And... <laughs> If you had told me that that was something I was going to do three years ago, mm-hmm. I would have laughed. And mm-hmm. and if you told me the genre I was going to be in, I would have also laughed. Yeah. So it's really giving yourself permission to be this person that you don't know yet. Mm. But is so, Ooh. yeah, but is, and it's scary, but is so much better than anything that you could have planned for yourself. Mm. Mm, I love what you just said right there. I love the way your mind works. Lastly, similar to what you just said, Jen, number seven, live your best life. So I I joke about this sometimes, like, you know, living your best life now as if that's like a, a real thing. But goal setting can help us step into the best of who we are or the, the, the best that we can achieve. And I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit. I'm really going to hope I'm not stepping on toes. This is my experience. I took some time a couple of months ago to have a time of reflection and think through. I answered some of these very specific questions. It was like, you know, what do you want to be or have accomplished in five years from now? And then what are the steps that are going to help you to get there? Along with other questions of, you know, what has the last six months of your life looked like? And are they aligned with the things that you say you value? And it was a really important I think, beneficial time for me to kind of work through those things. But one of the questions was, who are some people that are older than you that you admire, that you would want to be like? And again, I'm I'm saying this in all humility. I could not think of many people. I I could think of a lot of friends that I admired, but I could not think of many people who are 20, 30 years older than me that I would want to aim at being like. That's just in my circle. I did identify a few, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it was far less than I would have than I would like. Mm-hmm. And I it got me thinking, why is that? Like these people are 20 to 30 years older than me. Why am I not seeing this progression of of life and wisdom and experience that I would want to glean from? And it occurred to me 
it's because this self-reflection and goal-setting process has not happened in their life and that we are capable of being stagnant, of not growing, of achieving a certain level and staying there. That Mm. terrifies me. Like to imagine me at 55 and I have not matured beyond where I'm at right now, that that does not sound like any any place I want to find myself, but I realize that I could find myself there if it is not my intention to grow and gain experiences, knowledge, skill set. And that takes intentionality. It takes goal setting, regardless of kind of what ideas we might have around this process or, or how trite it might seem. If we're not aimed at anything, what's the saying? Any Anything will get you there. Um, so yeah, I don't mean to like bring it down too heavy, but I, I started to realize how important this kind of pausing reflection, Mm -hmm. identifying values, setting goals, taking steps to achieve those goals, to actually grow as we get older so that we don't find ourselves 80 years old and never having gained more knowledge and wisdom. My goodness. Mm -hmm. How sad. Good word. Yes. Good word. And and I like I want to point out also is that you said like 20, 30 years older. I'm sure that there are people that look like they're, they're places we want to be that are maybe just a few years older than us. Mm. But I think where we lose sight of goal setting is that we are, our goals are too short term. Mm. They're six months, a year, two years out. And we don't spend enough time goal setting for five and 10 years yes. out. One of my favorite books is The Top 10 Distinctions Between Millionaires and the Middle Class by Keith Cameron Smith. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how millionaires are always doing long-term goal setting. Mm -hmm. They're always thinking five, 10 years in the future where the middle class is very focused on right now. Mm -hmm. And even our goals are focused on right now. Like how fast can I get out of debt? How can I make my monthly bills? Like, how can I increase my spending for next month? Mm. But what we should really be spending, investing more of our energy in Mm -hmm. is doing long-term goal setting Mm. and then working backwards. So like reverse engineering our goals from the 10-year point. And so I actually made a financial freedom planner. If you follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen me talk about it. Once a year, around this time, um, we're due to go through it. We talk about our one-year, five-year, 10-year goals in different categories. So family, financial, education. So we'll start with 10, we'll go to five, we'll go to one, and then we'll break down our next year and do month-by-month goals. Mm. And so we work on this together. And then it has like other, it's like, monthly budget and savings planners and all that. But at this point in our life, we're mainly using it for goal setting worksheets. Yeah. If you want to get that, uh, you can go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash freedom planner and use the code frugalfriends19 and you can get 50% off for that uh, financial freedom planner. But yeah, so thinking longer term with Mm -hmm. your goals. It's fantastic. Um, It's challenging to me even. And I will say there was a time in life where I thought it was silly to plan that far out. I had a friend who was planning vacations five to eight years out. And I'm just like, you don't even know what's going to happen in life. That's so far in the future. Plan a vacation for this summer. I just, I genuinely had something where I I was just opposed to it. I'm like, you don't know what's going to happen in life. So why try to go that long term? But I start, I've started to realize now as I've gotten older that there is so much more time in life that if I don't have these more longer term goals, then I might be sorely disappointed when I get to 40, 50, 60, and I haven't actually really planned for what life is going to look like then. In those same set of questions that I had talked about, which I can uh, link in the notes as well. I think it's a really phenomenal practice to do. Just my therapist mind loves it. But one of the questions was, you know, what do you want to do in 10 years? And I realized, holy moly, 10 years. I've never thought about that, which is interesting to hear you say like, well, that's mm-hmm. traditional middle class for you. Uh, but 
I realized that is all of my 30s. In 10 years from now, I will still only be 40. Yes, hear me loud and clear. 40 is <laughs> young, people. Like That's overwhelming to me, but that's 10 mm-hmm. years. I, I usually think, like, what can I do in two years? And everything I listed out was accomplishable, if that's a word, in like five years. You know, it was learn mm-hmm. a language, pick up, you know, my instrument again, do some drawing. I'm like, I could do all this in five years. What in the world is 10 years? How do I wrap my mind around that? But it's been such a good exercise for me to start to aim bigger. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what we're trying to get at is to think bigger, mm-hmm. just to think and plan bigger. And yeah, Travis and I go through the same planner every year and we'll look at our planner that we did the year before and our five and 10 year goals are not always the same and they don't have to be. You don't have to be married to your goals, but you have to set them because reverse engineering your short term goals, goal girls, goals out of your long-term goals is more effective. Good stuff. Well, let's move into our next article and we're going to bring in Brian from Savvy for this next portion. We are so excited to have Brian, the head of consumer product at Savvy on the podcast today to share a little bit more about what they do over there at Savvy, but also to get your input, Brian, on some of these articles that we're looking at about goal setting and hear your input, particularly from the perspective that you bring and the product that you're talking about today. So we want to take a look at this article from, it's called About Leaders, and it's talking about the Harvard study on smart goals. And we started talking a little bit about it before we even hit record. But Brian, you were saying that you even had planned to talk about this and some of the myth around it. But yeah, what's your take on this? Well, I heard of this study about 20 years ago. And I think at the time someone said it was a Yale study. So then it morphed into a Harvard study. But then in the research... (laughs) Pawn it off to some other Ivy League. Exactly. They're just passing it back and forth between really smart people. But then to find out it was urban legend was heartbreaking. But then I think like you, I realized, well, wait a minute, we know, I mean, and there are other studies that back up the fact that if you have goals, you're better off than not having goals. And if you're, if you write down those goals and take the steps that I know you're going to talk about in a little bit, then you're more likely to get where you need to get to. Too. So ur- urban myth or not, um, it's, it certainly brings some actionable um, advice with it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I've known about the study for a long time. I've cited it. And then to see actually just before our interview that it was, um, maybe a little bit of legend. Um, yeah. It's a little heartbreaking, but um, but still some really important stuff. Yeah, for sure. Before we define what SMART goals is for anybody who who is not aware, we will get there. I did like in this article how they outlined some of the major reasons that people don't set goals. And they they list four. The first one being that they may not realize or recognize the value or impact of having a goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you think about this, Jen? To me, it's still like, I guess from where I sit, I'm still shocked when people don't have goals, but it's not as common as I assume. So and I I guess that comes from a place where like things, things don't come easily to me. Mm -hmm. So I've always had to like set goals to make sure I get anywhere or I will just get nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, I liked I liked being reminded of these reasons why people don't set goals. So yeah, like you said, the first one is most people don't recognize the value. The second one is the vast majority of people had never had any training in goal setting. Mm. And then the third, people fear failure and will avoid it at all costs. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth one is people fear that others will be critical of them if they don't achieve the goals. And I think think the peer pressure... Thing is definitely something that has made me nervous to share my goals. Like I've always made goals, but sometimes I won't share them because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what if I don't reach them? Then I have to like have people ask about it and all the stuff. And so it definitely reminded me of this is, this is definitely something that still like rears its head even in my life. Yeah. Brian, in your work, what have you seen some of the barriers are in goal setting? 
Well, I think it's interesting. Last week, I was talking to one of our users. We, we, we work through employers, and I was at a benefits fair, and she came up. And she's like, oh, I want to use this, but I'm so bad with money. And I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, the, it's a, you know, the first step is to admit you have a problem. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> you know that, and you talk about the impact of goals. Well, setting a goal can sometimes be a reality check to say, oh, okay, you know, I do have a lot of student debt and mm-hmm. I haven't saved anything for retirement, but it's that glass half full, uh, half empty positioning of, well, a goal should be about what you want to get out of life. And it doesn't just have to extend to finances if you want to get healthier or more in shape. Um, when you look at what a goal is, it's about, okay, well, what do I really want? And then when I understand that why behind it, it's like, okay, here's why I'm not doing takeout for every meal at work. And, and here's why I'm taking some of my money and putting it into a retirement plan or mm-hmm. you know, your alley, you know, going to the thrift, the thrift store or, mm-hmm. or flipping the coupon, finding the online deal. And so when it becomes about not, oh, I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't done what I need to do, but it's like, okay, but if I change, I can get what I want out of life. And, and we tried to build our tool at Savvy around getting what people want out of life, not the, oh, I, I have to eat my vegetables. This is so hard. It's like, no, this is about good, good stuff. But yeah. it's hard. It's a reality check sometimes for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the thing for me has been if it just has seemed way too unattainable, if I know that in my mind, the the steps I'll be able to take towards it are so minuscule that I don't even want to look at the goal because I don't want to be disappointed at what small steps I'd be taking. <laughs> Thinking that ignoring it is better and doing nothing is better. I don't understand. Better. Like feel when you start to explain yeah. it. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's like, yes, yeah, something is better than nothing. Even baby steps towards this goal, mm-hmm. but, but making it an achievable goal, not, aiming at setting up for failure, certainly not being afraid of it, but not making this lofty thing that is completely unattainable. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between goals and dreams. Like dreams may not be attainable right now, but goals should be. Mm, Yeah. Which that is kind of how they define SMART goals. So SMART being the acronym for a good goal to set. And so basically SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timetable. So that when you're setting a goal, it's not just, oh, I want to eat better. Well, okay, but how are you going to do that? And what's going to measure whether or not you're eating better? How will you know that you've even achieved that goal? Or I want to save money. I want to get better at saving. Okay, but how? Mm -hmm. So this has been a really helpful tool for me to remember, okay, if I want to set a goal, these are the foundational components that it should have to it. Even as a therapist, I use this, whether or not not Harvard says <laughs> it actually is like a good thing to do. Um, I do think that n- these measurables for goals are super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, what is your view on SMART goals? I love SMART goals and it, I, I'm from Boston, so I have to make sure to make sure the R is hard. Smart. It's a smart goal, big guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with you in, in being in the advice profession. This is a, a great way to, to look at as a litmus test of what your goals are. It's interesting, though, one thing that some of the other research has shown is that one thing that may be left out of smart is to make it actually a little bit challenging. So you talked about the baby mm. steps, but it's this uh, balance between something that is achievable, but it's got to be a little bit of a challenge because yeah. I could say, you know what, I'm not going to eat chocolate for the next two hours, and it's like, oh, <laughs> way to go. But it's like, yeah. oh, you know what, I don't I'm going to speak for yourself. That's challenging. <laughs> yeah. for me. I've got this headset that's tethering me to my my laptop, so I can't get to that Halloween. <laughs> but, but when it's like, okay, you know, congratulations, you know that maybe that was the baby step, but then there has to be that next baby step. So. Absolutely. And, and because, like you said, people can set goals that have, they have nothing to measure. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, well, I wanted to get in shape, but what was the roadmap there? I wanted to be better about my money and pay off that debt. Well, what did that look like? And it's not yeah. just wishful thinking that'll get you there. Yeah. I like the idea of pairing this with what if questions of, like you're saying, you could set very easy and attainable goals, but then is it is it really a goal at all? Or is it just you're living your life? But pairing it with some creativity and pushing yourself to say, what if I didn't eat chocolate for 
two months. Now we're talking. <laughs> Sounds awful. But no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that actually reminds me because I wrote about smart goals in my new book that just came out this month. And part of the thing that I thought was missing also from SMART was emphasis on the challenge. Mm. And so I found another acronym to go with it called ABC. And so the A is achievable slash aim high. And then the B is um, believable. So that it's actually believable, but you also believe in yourself and you're like self-affirming. And then the C is committed. So I like to pair those two acronyms together. And I think that that offers like the challenge that SMART sometimes can be missing. Did you come up with this, Jen? No, no, no. I found it on you the internet. You could have t- just, just taken like credit. Just like everyone else. <laughs> you should still buy the book. Buy the book, whether uh, yeah. it's your idea or not. Right, right. I put it in in paper or on Kindle and it's all packaged very nicely and you can buy it. So Sounds like you make a good that's mug what or I did. t-shirt, like a Frugal Friends like ABC mug to, yes. I don't know, swag for your fans. Do you know your ABCs? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that would be good. Are you smart? Maybe you know day. your ABCs? <laughs> when it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so another thing I liked about this article is that, so, okay, maybe we should, so we've gone over the SMART, the acronym, what they all are, but I like right underneath it, um, it has an action plan. So it says, do some goal setting in the following areas or categories that are important to you. And it lists all of these different categories that you can have smart goals in. So it's not just financial. Mm. It's really to become a well-rounded person, you have to have well-rounded goals. So it's family, career, education, attitude, physical, service, avocation. Oh, hobbies, hobbies. That's a fancy word for hobbies. I like it. Makes you sound really cultured. (laughs) Yeah, but... But I liked having, and they have like a little wheel that like at the center of all of these words is a little circle that says core values. And so like all of your SMART goals for each of these categories should go through the lens of what your core values are. Everything leads back to the thing or the things that you value most. Mm -hmm. And that's a, sometimes we can get through life and we get to a place and we're like, how did I get here? Like, how did I get so far away from who I wanted to become? Mm -hmm. But if you're making goals 
through the lens of your core values, even if you're reaching goal, whether you're, you know, reaching them or not reaching them, you're still going to be getting closer to the person that you want to be. I think that's a great point because especially with financial goals, no one thinks about, I really want to get to a million dollars in my 401k just because it's about, you know, I want to spend more time with my family and I want to get to a point where I don't have to get in my car and sit in a commute for, uh, you know, an hour to get to my job. And, and yeah, when it's through the lens of, of the why behind the goal. And then the other piece, which I think you were alluding to is also to visualize, like, what would it be like? What would it be like mm-hmm. if I were to get there? And when we think about you know, this, this getting, you want, getting what you want out of life piece of goal setting, and then it's when you can picture it and think like, right, that travel, that time with my family, the, um, the vacation home that I wanted, all, all the aspirational things, or just the feeling of, wow, you know what, that student loan is gone. Uh, it just, yeah. It's all really positive and it, it, that mm-hmm. becomes motivating. Yeah. And I think this is where you can look at whether or not it's congruent with your core values, because you could be setting a goal that's not even your goal, right? We can sometimes even borrow this from other people of, uh, I want to financial independence retire early. Well, is that actually your personal goal? And does it align with your core values? Do you actually not want to work after age 30 Does that align with your core values, who you know yourself to be? And if not, then it's incongruent and you're going to feel this kind of lopsided, I don't even know if I want to be working towards this or I'm not quite reaching this, but I don't even know if I want to. So making sure that it actually aligns with who you are as a person and your value system and all other aspects of life. Does this feed into, does it help me with my other goals of wanting to spend more time with family or uh, become more physically fit or learn a new language or whatever kind of goals that you're setting for yourself? Do they all support each other? Because there, Mm -hmm. if not two, you're going to be in like, yeah, there's going to be incongruence. It's going to be lopsided. It's not going to work. Yeah, I know we have a lot of, we have a diverse listenership and part of our audience are high, like high achievers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say overachievers because that's rude. Um, they're high achievers. I'm one of them, and- Jen. So <laughs> yeah, you know, come at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, um, I would, you know, love to lump myself into this group. I would be honored to. But like when they get a singular goal, they will work diligently until that goal is met. Yeah. And, and I can highly identify with that through our debt payoff. We sacrificed and we neglected a lot of other things, Mm -hmm. but after having some time to reflect and, and look at goals and kind of look at this well-rounded person that I want to be, I almost wish that I had taken more time to set goals in these other areas of my life during that time and not been so laser focused on this one goal. And I still would have reached it because that's the person I am and I'm committed, but I neglected and I sacrificed things and times and events that I won't be able to get back. And so part of me regrets doing that. And so, especially for our like early retiree listeners and, and people that are diligently paying off debt, like those are great financial goals. And obviously I'm super on board with them. Um, But also, you know, take time to like, look at the other areas of your life. Like, who do you want to be? What are your core values? Mm -hmm. And what are the goals that you have to get there too? It's a great point because the, every goal is going to affect other goals. And it's interesting because this was the problem that, that we tried to solve at Savvy because we built it to try to optimize someone's financial life. And that's hard. Because as you talk about, when you pick a goal and you're, if you're just laser focused and relentless, it's almost like you put the blinders on. And like you said, mm-hmm. well, if I'm all about paying off my debt, but I work somewhere that has a match on my 401k and I just am so focused on paying off that debt, it's like, well, do you realize your employer had free money on the table for you to save for retirement? Yeah. And, and the flip side is true. Well, well, what if I just put all my money in retirement and then I realize like, oh my goodness, my car just broke down and I have nothing in my checking account. So it's challenging, but it, you know, in certainly time too, right? You pick the career where it's like, I'm going to retire by 35, 40. And then it's like, oh my goodness, 
I am miserable <laughs> with what I'm doing. Maybe yeah. it wasn't the goals. So the good thing about goals too is um, you can change them. Some They're not written, mm-hmm. in, written in pencil. Um, but yeah, sometimes that relentless focus can take away from the broader context of, I need to look yeah. around to make sure that this you know, overachievement. Uh, I'm sorry. Un, um, what was it? <laughs> High achieving. High achieving. I, I just a bunch of your listeners. Uh, <laughs> like, but just achievement. We'll just call it achievement. Yeah. That um, that isn't at the expense of, of what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. And that if you get knocked off the horse on this goal that you're aiming at, it's possible that if you have a, a few goals simultaneously, you're still maintaining in one of the other areas versus, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm knocked off the horse on my one and only goal. And that can be really demotivating. That's yeah. a word. And I will balance this with, the, I love the book, The One Thing by mm-hmm. Gary Keller. And so I wholeheartedly love the idea of, of focusing on one thing at a time, yeah. but not like four years at a time. Yes. So you can still practice one goal at a time sort of thinking, but having a few different goals going simultaneously. I don't know Mm. if that makes sense, but like you can have them there and say like this month or week or day, I'm focusing on this goal and kind of go back and forth that way. Mm. I like to have, you know, you know, two or three goals going at one time. That way it's, it's manageable, but not too all over the place. So if you haven't read the one thing, by Carrie Keller and Jay Papasan. Definitely read it. And then I think you will understand my gibberish a little more. (laughs) Um, Speaking of one thing, Jen. There's there's one thing I'm always about. Yeah, and you don't need to diversify on this one. Mm -hmm. It's the Bill of the Week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Brian, every week we invite one of our listeners or our guests to give us their favorite bill for this week. And we would love to hear yours. So I narrowed it down to two, and I'll tell you the one that I didn't pick because I'm going to get in trouble for not picking it. I thought of my wedding, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, the wedding was expensive, and it was wonderful. And, I'm so happy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is so much just pandering because my wife's amazing. But no, <laughs> awesome. did she ever listen Good to this? Good um, I, I was going to pick it, but I, I thought more, more appropriately, um, a, a few years ago, actually about five and a half years ago, I went back to grad school, and... I don't know how I fooled them, but I got into a program at MIT, which actually is how I met one of the co-founders of Savvy. And I remember at the time thinking, am I going to take this time to work and go to this crazy hard program? And then the bill for it was $141,000. And I was like, oh, that is not frugal. But (laughs) in state school, it was a lot cheaper. But I met one of the founders of Savvy, and I had been in the financial advice business, and, and it was just amazing to see what they were doing. And I've made wonderful friends, lifelong connections, and despite the, the size of that bill, probably the largest bill other than buying a home that I've ever encountered, um, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you today. I wouldn't be part of Savvy, helping to democratize financial advice. I wouldn't like appear to be smart because I get to hang out with all these people that I went to school with, um, <laughs> but it is just such a blessing to be around uh, those folks on a daily basis. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to pander to my, my folks at at MIT and um, and say yes. my favorite bill was that $141,000. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the first MIT bill we've ever gotten on the show. Yeah. So. No, but yeah, You're... that was my favorite. Um, it hurt. Sure. When did you graduate? I graduated in 2014. Nice. Congrats. And I did, I did roll, you know, I did actually refinance rates were so low. So I actually took my student loan debt from that and I put it into my house and I'd like to pretend that it doesn't exist anymore, but it's just, you know, it's in, it's in this, this roof over my head right now. But, um, yeah. But it was an amazing experience. It was executive program. So I kept working at the time and all of us were trying to 
hold down families and, and jobs. And you talk about goal setting. I mean, you know, you'd be amazed what you can do when it's just, okay, well, <laughs> I just, I have to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. I am learning that as a parent right now, a first time mm. parent. I actually thought that same phrase today. I'm like, I, you just make it work. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a mom. I don't know why they let me go home <laughs> with this kid. <laughs> Cause it came out of your body, Jen. Yeah. That's how that happened. You make it, you take it. You break it, you buy it. Yeah. What? <laughs> but yeah, you just, you just do it. You make it through. That's awesome. You don't, you don't break, you know, I had a friend of mine who was like, oh, we didn't break the kid today. Like, good job. You know, it's, it's <laughs> every day's victory as a parent. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, if you want to submit your bill of the week, if it's an MIT bill or any other kind of bill, visit us at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and tell us what you got. We're only accepting Ivy League bills oh, now. So <laughs> we're talking about a Harvard study. Oh, no. We got an MIT mm-hmm. bill. We are so bougie today. No, it's for everybody. <laughs> it's for everybody. I walked I walked into MIT once. Um, and then I walked through the courtyard and I walked oh. right out. It's a lovely place. Good job. Yeah. Great. See. That's why you're so smart and successful, Jen. Because I watched you in IT once. Yeah. Well, now it's time for You Know It. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, You could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. My next favorite part, the lightning round. Well, so Brian, we want to know more about Savvy. What is the philosophy behind Savvy Financial? Like, what makes it different from just Googling your financial questions? <laughs> you know, like Googling, most of it us. might get you to a good place like your podcast. It might lead you astray to... Um, oh, man. I've ruin. had some doozies with Google searches. Mm. Yep, it's a deep, dark famous, place. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah. well, well, thanks for asking. So Savvy was built really to democratize financial advice. And I started my career as a financial advisor. And it's a wonderful role. You get to help people with their money and help them make smart decisions. But what's happened over the years is that you need more and more in assets to work with an advisor. And so Savvy was built to just say, can we bring this to the masses? And what Savvy does that's, that's different, you mentioned the importance of being really specific and actionable. So the advice that Savvy gives, we get down literally to the dollar to say, you should open this account with this much and move this from here to here. And the cool part is we don't ask you for your money. We're not, you know, there are a lot of robo-advisors out there. And, and there are some great tools in the marketplace. 
but robo-advisors are designed to, hey, like, we're going to give you all these cool tools, and then please invest with us. Mm-hmm. And so with Savory, we say, we're actually a, a fiduciary, so we're going to give you advice, and it's going to be unbiased. And sim- you know, similar to what we talked about earlier, it may be, you know what, should I pay off my credit card or should I fund my 401k? So we look at it and try to find the optimal outcome. So it might be all in on one or, or a combination of the other. But what we do, what the tool does, we help you to organize your financial life because that's the really important first step. So we're kind of like tools such as Mint. I don't know if I can say that, you know, but, but we help you organize where all your stuff is and you can link your accounts. And then we help you understand where your money goes, sort of like a budgeting exercise, but we're not latte counters, just a general idea of where your money goes and insights about it. And then it's where the goals come in. So you can pick goals like retirement or buying a home, buying a car. How much life insurance do I need? Um, How do I send my kids to college? How do I pay off my student loan debt? We just rolled out an optimization around how to attack specifically student loan debt. And then we come back with advice to say, here's what you need to do. And hey, you're really on track or you know what, you're you're getting there, but here's what you can do to get back on track. So we have a free tool that anybody can, can use that, um, gives you an idea. Uh, you know, it's, it's most of what savvy can do. And if you really love us, we have a paid version too, for $10 a month. That's not, not too, too bad. It's way less than a financial advisor. It's true. (laughs) And, And some people too, we realize that, um, and our tool can certainly help you. We had, we talked to one of our users who was really, really sophisticated and, and had a lot of money, but he was really a do-it-yourself planner. And, and he re- we gave him advice. He's like, I didn't know that I could do this thing called a backdoor Roth IRA contribution. You know, I, I never knew I could do that. I, don't, I thought I didn't. I made too much money to do a Roth IRA. And now I found out how to do it. And it's like, yeah, like we built that in there. And we build in the tax code and all this other sophistication. So, yeah, as I mentioned, I work with all these crazy smart people who can really do math. And yeah. so it's, it's a very powerful tool. And, and like anybody can use it. Yeah. So there are some really cool features on it. Like, I spent the past few weeks playing around with it. Tell us a little bit about the, they have such cool names too, the decision optimizer <laughs> and the stress test simulator. Whoa. Like what yeah. are those? I think, don't you guys have like a frugalizer or something? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not mistaken. Like yeah. I want to get emails from you. I use the frugalizer, isn't that? I'm just, you're, you just like Isers, right? I mean, is that Jen or Jill? Who came up with the Isers? That's true. That's true. That, that's all Jen. All Jen. Yeah. Okay, Jen. Jen loves <laughs> Yeah. I, I like the name. lightning round and she likes frugalizers. And that's why yeah. you're an awesome team. So way to go. <laughs> so Savvy is is based, the math is, is really an optimization model. And so what we do is we create optimal outcomes or we, we recommend op- optimal outcomes for your financial life. So the team that built this, that's been been together for a while. Um, they actually started out on problems like airline yield management and um, how to make school buses run on time. And what they did is took the complexity of how do I balance all this out of someone's financial life and put it into a robust optimization model and came out with one of a few ideal outcomes, which could be, here's how much you save into here, here's how much you work toward college. And balancing all of that because I may have a goal that's, you know, I would really like to send my kids to college and I'd like to retire at this age, but the work to get there because all these things balance out, but I also need to buy a car. And oh, by the way, my kid mm-hmm. increases and ugh, I just give up, right? So that optimization model helps to take all that complexity and come back with something that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. Because even if you could figure it out on your own, it can, yeah, it can be exactly overwhelming like that. But if you can have something that says hey, this is how it is. It's okay that it's this way. It's not, you know, 100% ideal, but this is the way it has to be. And you're like, okay, I'm not failing. I can still get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Are there any circumstances where savvy and its resources might not be right for somebody? It's a great question. You know, one of the things that we don't have yet is a human element to it. And we're, you know, hopefully going to roll that out next year where we could have some human coaching in there. Um, There are people who there's a self-service element to what we do. You have to go in and link your accounts up and then you have to answer certain questions on an online portal. And some people who aren't necessarily tech savvy, you know, Mm -hmm. on sort of intended if if you're not really good, (laughs) I just want to talk to someone and have them tell me what to do. And just like throw all my statements in front of them, like, well, maybe you are better served by a human financial advisor. Sure. So 
Um, right. At a higher price point. At a higher certainly. price. Like, uh-huh. But I can afford one. It's like, okay, well, so, so sometimes we will, you know, certainly anytime one of our users needs help getting through the tool. But a lot of times, like, I really just want to talk to someone like, well, all the advice is here on the screen. Just, you know, so, yeah, I would say that the person who's probably not a great fit for us, at least today, is someone who just really needs someone to do it for them and really needs to meet with someone or have that human element. Mm-hmm. We try to build that into the, the the tool, but it's still an online advice tool. It's still digital. It's not yeah. as fun as a person, maybe. I don't know. We try. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably yeah. someone who needs a person, it's, they might be better served with a human advisor if sure. they have the money and if they qualify. Yeah. But most of us like saving money more than people. So <laughs> I think we're fine. Yes. See, you know, you yeah. can get your advice from a tool like Savvy and Perfect. then have more money to hang out with fun people, right? Yeah. And not talk <laughs> about money. Exactly. Just spend it on cool stuff. Yeah. So we mentioned it earlier. Um, but can you remind people where they can go to learn more and use Savvy? Sure, I'd love to. So it's Savvy with an I, F-I dot com, S-A-V-V-I, F-I dot com. And check out the website. It talks about our story. It talks about how it all works. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on sign up. And like I said, we have a free plan. So if it sounds like, yeah, does this thing sound good? Try it out. Start putting your stuff in. And, you know, hop on chat if you need help. I might be the person who chats with you because, you know, we're we're fast growing, but we're still a 12-person <laughs> company, right? Nice. Um, we talked to someone last week and they thought, like, you guys have 100 employees. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> we're on our way. But um, we just rolled out, and we're a fairly new tool. We, we rolled out with our first employer partner last year, and we just rolled out our direct-to-consumer platform this past May. So, And we'd love the feedback, too. I'd say mm-hmm. if you sign up and there's something like, you know, you guys could totally do this better, just drop us a line. It's, it's Some of our best feedback, positive or negative, comes from our user base so we can make this thing better and help people to, to make more smart money decisions. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Brian, and uh, thanks for being part of the show. Yeah. We have found Savvy to be, like, a really cool tool and uh, something we think that our listeners will really benefit from, truly. Like we've said for the past few weeks, like the free version has all the cool features uh, mm-hmm. that you would pay for, too. It's not just one of those like gimmicky free trials. No, we, we wanted to make sa- the free version of Savvy good. And yeah. then, you know, that you like, wow, I really like this. OK, but I'm you know, it's not like oh, I signed up for this and gave all my info. And now it just this thing stinks. No, mm-hmm. you had a really positive response with the tool. And again, I know you've we've been able to sponsor and you've been able to mention the tool in some previous podcasts. So we really appreciate that partnership as well to get people um, onto the platform. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on the show, Brian. Thank you. Great. I'm so glad that we have had Savvy as a sponsor for the show. I think they are doing a really great thing for Mm -hmm. frugal people. And uh, we have really benefited from that partnership and and his wisdom. Especially as we start to think more big term, long term, once Mm -hmm. we're out of debt, what comes next and how can we get the resources of the wealthy at a frugal cost or... Yeah, for those that are wanting to approach it in a more frugal way. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad that it exists with today's technology. Yes. And if you want even more engagement on these things of goal setting and long-term thinking and just frugality, we're doing this book club thing. And this month, we're well, we're wrapping up, but we're still reading. I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sati for book club this month. Yes. If you want your middle class mindset challenge, Ramit will do it. I <laughs> highly recommend you read this book. Yeah. If you want a free copy because all your other frugal friends got it from the library, don't you worry. You can get one by leaving us a review at iTunes or Stitcher. Screenshot the review and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com and we will select one random winner from every five reviews we get at the end of each month. And that is, that's coming up. So you still got time to get Ramit's book. And if you want an example of a review, because we all need examples in life to know exactly what we're talking about. 
This review comes from Rachel, and she says, great show, five stars. She happened to give us five stars. <laughs> Just started listening to your podcast and have been binge listening for the past couple of days. I love how relatable you both are. I feel like I'm chatting with my girlfriends at a bar about the most important things in life while not taking ourselves too seriously. Keep up the great work, bringing wisdom to women in a fun and relatable way. Love, money hacking mama. Thanks so much, Rachel. Oh, Loved thank connecting. You. I actually did just connect with Money Hacking Mama on um, Insta. So she Ooh. has a blog. So even feel free to check that out. Thanks for the support. We love to support each other. Yes. And uh, we will keep coming at you, not from a bar, but from wishing we were at the bar, but definitely <laughs> talking to you like your girlfriends every week, every Friday. We will be here. And until next Friday, have a good frugal week. Bye. Reach those goals. Get them. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Um, what goals do you have now that you've accomplished this whole oh, book Oh, this is perfect. Release. This is the right thing to do right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is the right... This is, this right. is the right... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, book is launched, holidays are coming. So in January, I want to lead a a private challenge group mm. um, with people from my email list, our listeners, whoever. Um, but I want this group to be for people that are having a hard time doing a no spend challenge, having a hard time cutting their expenses all this stuff, a, a challenge group where we can really invest in each other. Mm. And uh, so. Nice. How many people would be a part of that? As many people as will pay me money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't want it to just be like a thing where I like just send out rant, like, you know, pre-assigned emails. Like I want to be in people's lives, in it with them. Mm. And that obviously takes time away from my family and my work mm. to do that. And so. It's right. going to, yeah. Gonna well, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at that. C coming from a maybe the potential consumer side of things, you know, people pay for therapists to help them reach goals all the time. Oh, this and is going to be much cheaper than that's therapy. That's so expensive. If you pay out of pocket for therapy, <laughs> you are paying 85 to 120 per 50 minute session. I know I'm a therapist. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, to kind of get that kind of very tangible help from mm -hmm. yourself and others in the group, which when it comes to reaching goals, group environments are very helpful for that, mm -hmm. hearing and seeing how other people are accomplishing it. So, yeah, that is that does hold value to me. Yeah. Um, anyhow, well, there's, I'm glad there's your to little hear plug. you say that. Yeah, you're I'm welcome. Um, so... But so I've never done anything like this before. It's always been very intimidating. I've seen other people do it. Yeah. Um, but I've never I've never felt worth paying for. Mm. Um so you are valuable. Is, you are beautiful. Yeah, this is something that I am um I'm putting out there. <laughs> it's gonna be in January. And um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out together, but it's gonna be like wallet therapy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. gonna, yeah, it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna get more frugal together in 2020. It's gonna be real good. That's awesome. How about you, Jill? Oh, Jen, you're so much better at this than me. I'm. I do. I am <laughs> learning this process. I would say right now, I have not the smart goals. I have kind of the the lofty ideas of things I want to accomplish and need to get down to what are the steps I need to take to do that. So as I think about my 10-year kind of what what do I want to have accomplished, it is a lot of, I, I do want to learn a language, but not a, not a language. I want to become proficient in Spanish. Uh, so I, I do have an app that I am working through. I have a friend who will help me at times, but I need to be more diligent with it. So I'm mm. I'm hoping mm -hmm. to be able to identify how I can do that in the new year, like kind of what things I need to be putting in place for that. Um, Come down to Florida. Are there yeah. a lot of Spanish-speaking people there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hola. You can go to daycare <laughs> with Kai and, and talk to Miss Isabel yes. all day. 
Yeah, that's a real thing. I think that's kind of my my one priority long, but like a, a bigger, more lofty, but need to really take strides in it this year. And yeah. of course, paying down debt. I mean, paying off debt. I hope to have that done by March. So that's probably taking up a bit of my focus right now. So that's great. Yeah. Well, we'll revisit our goals. Oh uh, boy. We actually have it recorded. I know. I know. It's uh yeah. We'll revisit these and see uh, how we did. We'll know. Yeah. We'll know by March how both of us did with both of our immediate goals. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh boy. See you then. <laughs> Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.